I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar & Grill in Lincoln. And hello and welcome again to another edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, powered by Husker Online. I'm Sean Callahan with Robin Washett of HuskerOnline.com. And it's good to be back together. We got Trey and Bryce back in studio Um you guys had a little. You guys got away. I know uh, Bryce. You were in South Carolina. Trey, you got away to New York City. Um, how, how was the break for you guys? A chance to get away and kind of recharge before classes start here on Monday. Uh, it was a good time, you know, to spend time with family. Uh, you know, get back in the gym with you know the trainers I had back home, and you know get quali- uh, some good quality food uh, back home. So you know it was real good. Uh, got a, you know, got my legs back underneath me to get ready. Uh, and forward to this, um, you know, season we had a, we have ahead of us. And Trey, I know uh, when we talked to you last week, you know, over the phone, we we're just talking about the the balance of wanting to not have a, a total drop off from the work you put in this summer, you know, going away and just not do anything, but also, like Bryce said, giving yourself a chance to to get your body right. How, how did you kind of balance getting in the necessary work while also giving your your legs and, and your mind a chance to kind of refresh and regroup? Um, I mean. I kind of said it yesterday um, during the workout yesterday um, when we got back we got in a workout with um, Thomas um, and then really I just had all my I felt my legs back and then I mean my shot felt good like just everything felt good so I, I think I did a great job balancing that well I think you posted the video yesterday of you doing the what would you even call that like a, a windmill like pump or windmill dunk yeah just same foot same foot yep so yeah, it looks like your legs are doing just fine. So uh, I guess now that – is everybody back? Is the is whole team finally on campus together for the first time? Is everybody back? Pretty sure. I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah. So did, did you guys have a, a team meeting or you know, talk, like meet with coach or have you done anything like that yet? Or what, what's what's the schedule going forward? Um, I think the guys who kind of came late like Zoe, um, Oleg, and Kisei, they can still work out with coaches because you got the eight-week um, – workout time frame so like we already got ours out of the way so like we can't do any more days as of right now so really they're the only ones working out gotcha. right now but i mean we can start back with coaches monday monday yeah. okay good stuff so i mean you you mentioned him uh kisei tomonaga made his way on the 20-hour flight from japan finally in lincoln for the first time uh did you get a chance to meet him and what's your initial impressions of him um i got the chance to meet him and then um i watched him work out with coach horbeck yesterday he missed a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like the, the video that, that fred posted he's in the corner knocking down five straight threes with a satchel on after a you know uh, international flight i, I mean He's built as being a dead-eye three-point shooter. I got a chance to see him play in person down in Kansas at the the National Junior College Tournament. And when he gets hot, I mean, there's a reason they call him the Japanese Steph Curry. Bryce, I mean, what what do you think he's going to bring to the team this year? Uh, You know, he's going to bring another – we're bringing in another uh, sharpshooter, be able to spread the floor, uh, another weapon. Uh, that'll be able to knock down shots, um, you know, while get everybody going. Um, so it's going to be a real good, uh, you know, entertaining season. And then Trey, you know, obviously uh, his personality is another thing that jumps out when, when you get to meet him. And he's, I don't think he ever doesn't have a smile on his face, I guess. Well, what, what, how do you think he's going to gel uh, personality-wise with the rest of this group? Um, I mean, I think he's going to gel just fine because, I mean, like you say, he always smiling. So... I mean, he was smiling the whole time yesterday. So. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> You're listening here to Off Court, brought to you by our title sponsor, Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill here in Lincoln. Visit both locations on 30th and Yankee Hill Road. They are a proud sponsor and the spot for the Nebraska basketball program as 
They like to get over to Tanner's, watch some basketball, get some wings. They take a lot of the recruits and official visitors uh, for dinners over at Tavern 180 right next door. So check both those places out. Guys, classes start Monday. What is, first day of school, I mean, does it bring any jitters back to you? I mean, or is it just kind of business as usual? What kind of class load do you guys take um, in the first semester of college? Bryce, I'll go with you first here. You're, it's your first true full semester. I mean, what do you... What do you take and what's your schedule look like this year? Uh, well, I actually go in later today to uh, get everything taken care of. So um, we'll see later. But um, I'm looking forward to, you know, just um, really, you know, building relationships with uh, people I don't really know. Uh, and just being able to, you know, bring, you know, happiness to people I meet and just be able to jail with people just like on the basketball court. Trey, last year was your first year on campus, but it really wasn't the full experience. I mean, now there's actually kids on campus now. You get to interact with people and not just stay inside your, your basketball bubble. I guess, uh, how is this kind of like a, a real year one for you? And I mean, as far as off the court college life? Um, yeah, I would say so, but I'm still hoping for a lot of online classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta stay virtual as much as possible. Yeah, now it's sorority nah. rush week on campus. You've been you've been walking around campus a little bit. Nah, not yet. I haven't, I, haven't, I just got here yesterday. That's probably more for the young guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> for those freshmen. Yeah, huh? I kind of seen everything. <laughs> I needed to see. Exactly. Yeah, you, you got you got more important stuff. But all right. Well, I mean, I guess uh, when you guess you said you start working out or can, doing stuff Monday. Uh, I guess, how quickly do things really start getting real for you? I think the first fall practices are the end of September. Is that right? September 28th. 28th. So, I mean, you're closing in about a month away from actually getting this season going for real now. Uh, what do you do over the next month to, to get yourself ready for, for when those real practices start getting going? Uh, well, personally, you know, I'm going to continue to stay in the weight room, uh, continue to uh, get stronger. Uh, so, you know, when we get going, I'll be able to take those beatings, you know, every day and just being able to take care of my body and um, just continue to learn. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot over these past months that I've been here. So just continue to add on that and, you know, expand my game. What about you, Trey? Um, I mean, really the same thing. Um, kind of take um, an everyday approach. Um Going into the going into the first practice, especially because kind of the practices that we're going to do, um, it's kind of not going to be as exciting because mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to scrimmage. But really, just trying to take an everyday approach and then looking at the big bigger picture. Absolutely. You guys have been following Delano Banton um, over in uh, the NBA Summer League. He got he been hooping. Yeah, yeah, he's having he's having a great run. Yeah. I guess uh, that's I'm sure it doesn't surprise you. Didn't surprise you that he got drafted. Probably not surprising you that he's doing what he's doing now and just signed a, what was it, two-year deal? Two year. Yeah, so, two-year, 2.5. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is just uh, all all expected for you, Trey. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm excited. He got finished in bodies, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, he's been playing good. I'm, I'm excited for him. Nice. All right, well, we've got a full show on tap, guys. Uh, we're going to hear from Eduardo Andre here um, in the show. He's going to join us in studio, and then – your dad's going to join us over from South Carolina. He's a basketball coach over there. Um, so we'll hear from Coach McGowns um, as well as take some questions in the mailbag. So it's great to have everybody back here in studio. Once again, Off Court is brought to you by Tanner's Bar and Grill on 30th and Yankee Hill as well as Tavern 180. Visit these two places. They are proud supporters and sponsors of Nebraska basketball, Husker athletes, NIL, everything, all above. Um, so thank you to our sponsors um, for making this show possible. When we come back, Eduardo Andre will join us here in studio. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. My life be like... Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court. Sean Callahan, 
Robin Washett, Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowns as this segment of the show um, brought to you by Lazari's Pizza on 48th and Old Cheney. It is New York style pizza and Trey just got back from New York City. Hopefully got some uh, New York style pizza out there, but uh, great lunch specials at Lazari's owned by um, some great Husker supporters and fans. Greg List, former Nebraska tight end, owns Lazari's. Get out there and check out Lazari's Pizza on 48th and Old Cheney. Um, they are proud supporters and sponsors of this segment and of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. But guys, let's welcome in Eduardo Andre, um, Trey and Bryce. Um, there's so many stories on this roster, so many guys from not only around the country, but around the world. And I mentioned, let, let's get Eduardo in here if we can, because I think he's got a great story to share. And Trey and Bryce, take it away here as, as we welcome in Eduardo Andre. What's up? What's up? Uh, well, you know, we here with uh, Eduardo Andre, you know, very high level uh, talent, uh, very cool guy that. to be off to, uh, court with, you know, uh, funny, uh, enthusiastic. Uh, but like I said, high level, uh, your potential is through the roof. Um, By stock. <laughs> By now. And, uh, what people don't know, that three ball looking real good, my boy. Trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> so, but like I was saying, you know, your potential is through the roof. So what things are you working on to continue to expand your game this year? Uh, really, my three ball luck since the season ended. I feel like if I can knock that down, spread the floor out a little bit more, it would be very good for the team. Um just being more athletic, been trying to work on that, trying to be more explosive, been in the weight room a lot with Kurt, it's my guy. Yeah, that's really the two main things. Uh, probably say my weight too, just uh, building weight, but trying to stay fast as well. So yeah, been doing that as well. So born in East, grew up in East London, right? Yep, E3. Both. Roman Road. <laughs> Shout out to the ends. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that and your journey um, to the States and how you really became, um, started to play basketball. Um, so back home where I'm from, uh, it's, mo- it's mainly soccer or as we call it, football. So yeah, I grew up playing football a lot. I played a lot of sports. I played football. Um, I was doing cricket, rugby, uh, field hockey. Pretty much any sport that could get me out of class, I was doing it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I'll say when I was like 13, I started doing track and field with my older sister. She She's a track runner. So I just went, I was working out with her every day pretty much. Um, and then my school ended up getting a basketball coach, Coach Steve. Uh, so he was like, oh, come, come play basketball. I didn't really like basketball at the time. My older brother actually played basketball, and I used to think he was soft playing basketball. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, nah. And then I ended up actually playing, and then I was actually pretty good. I was like, okay, I like playing basketball. It's fun. Just kind of stuck with it a little bit. Just kept playing. Got me out of class again, so I continued going. Um, and then about a couple months after that, um, I played in a little tournament. Uh, what was it? It was like it was somewhere in East London. Um, and then the coach happened to see me play. Um, he was with a club team, Suffolk Legends. It's down in uh, South London, uh, Peckham. Uh, he invited me to come down work out in uh, Brixton. Uh, if anybody knows about Brixton, it's not like an area you just want to go to <laughs> just for fun. Well, now now probably you probably do, but back then not really, unless you really like you're really from there. So I was kind of hesitant to go, but I was like, I ain't got nothing to do today, I'll just go. Um, I ended up going, working out with him. Uh, Shout out to Coach Timmy, that's my coach back home. So yeah, I was working out with Coach Timmy for a little while, ended up joining the team, uh, messing around with those guys. Uh, Found a way to get to the the US, uh, because I was getting better, like really quick. I got better, like really, really quick. all All I did was just work out, work out, work out. So he was like, yeah, we can try and see you can get to the U.S. Uh, I ended up doing that, and I came down here to to Dallas, Texas. Yep, Woodrow Wilson High School. Shout out to Coach Washington. That was my high school coach. Really cool guy. Yep. Um, so high school was a little bit of a shock. Uh, struggled a little bit at first. Uh, 
kind of go used to it. And then my second year, that's when I started playing a little better. Started kind of doing my thing, got my name out there a little bit. Um, ended up transferring my senior year to Arizona Compass Prep just for a, a little bit more of a challenge. We played a little tougher schedule. We played, kind of played everybody. Um, we was doing pretty good nationally. Um, yeah, and then at the end of that, my at the end of my senior year, uh, Nebraska ended up reaching out. Uh, shout out to Coach Matt. Uh, offered me a scholarship. Um, a couple other schools was looking at me too. Um, I was looking at another a couple other schools. Um, ended up going to Nebraska. Yeah, been here ever since. So I mean, you're six foot ten now. When yeah. when were you always? When would you get? basketball tall i mean I, i'm just trying to imagine uh, a six foot ten out there playing play soccer right play soccer, yeah, yeah yeah so um like i was always tall like i was always one of the tallest but i wasn't like crazy tall like i am now i'll probably say when i was like uh probably like 13 14 that's kind of when i hit like my big growth spurt like from going from five foot to like five foot something to like uh six 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 seven Jeez. um so you had like a six or seven inch Grossberg. Yeah, in like a year. Yeah. Um <laughs> my whole my whole family like that though. My little brother. Like I ain't I ain't been home in like like two years. So before I left, my little brother was probably like five, uh five, six, seven, um, maybe eight. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But I ain't seen him yet, but everybody's telling me and calling me, I'll be seeing him. He looks pretty tall right now. They say he's like six seven now. I'm like, Yeah, that's the Andre Grosper right there. All right. Yeah. Make sure you know what that Matt Abdul Masi for the for down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Keep keep that. the brother line going on here. Yeah. So uh I mean you you mentioned uh earlier about just the the adjustment that you've had this off season and how putting on weight was something that you really wanted to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, when we talked to you um, in a little press conference roundtable thing we did a few weeks ago, uh, we were talking about your, your eating schedule and how much that has been part of the challenge for you to put on weight and keep weight on. Mm-hmm. Give the people a little bit of an idea of just how much you have to eat and how difficult that's been, maybe even more so than just the, the lifting weights and doing all that. Um Eating is hard. I ain't gonna lie. It, it it sounds easy, but it's not. Cause I'm like, I don't really like eating too much, but just cause of uh, the sport I play and how much I have to run, and how many calories I gotta burn after your luck. Uh, Jake, the nutritionist, always calling me, always on my phone, telling me that I gotta eat. I gotta eat. Come to the train table. Come to the train table. Um, so what I do on a normal day is uh, I wake up. Eat breakfast, make me a little like bacon egg cheese sandwich, make like two sandwiches, drink some tea, um, work out, whatever I'm doing, uh, head over to the training table. I normally cook something or I just take whatever they got, make like two boxes of food, I have to smash that. Uh, then I go do whatever I'm doing, whether it's my class or another workout or whatever. And then I come back around like probably like five to six, snack another two boxes or cook something. I got to eat that. And then normally I eat something else when I before I go to sleep. What you be cooking? Or what you what do you cook? See, what people don't know is um, I'm actually a great chef. <laughs> I got people that can vouch for that too. Ask anybody about me. I can cook. Um, What's your go-to? Like if you're trying to impress somebody with one meal, what are you making? It's uh, hard. I don't know. I can make lasagna. My lasagna is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I probably right. say lasagna. I'll make some lasagna. Do you guys use grills a lot in London? Like, do people grill up steaks and chicken like we do here? I mean, or is it totally different the way people cook out there? Nah, nah. They it depends what pie in. Cause uh, like the Jamaicans love to grill. Like they always be cooking some jerk chicken outside. Like I have my little Jamaican spots I go to. Shout, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, yeah, they be grilling up. Judge Chicken, everybody be outside in the parks and stuff. They'd be on the grills making something. Yeah, everybody be cooking out there. What, one last one for you. You're, you. How much weight have you put on since last year with, with all this new diet that you've been going through? Probably like 20 pounds. 20 pounds. So yeah. about 228, that's what you're listed on the roster. Is that right? 228 right now? Yeah, it's going to change. It's like probably like 240 right now. Wow. 240? Yeah. Dang. All right. You 240? Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was in a, a couple of days ago, I was 240 two something. We've yeah. been eating and working while we've been going. Absolutely. Trying to, man. Trying. Okay. Nice work. All right. Let's pick this back up. We'll, we'll continue things with Eduardo Andre. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. 
You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court, brought to you by Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln and Tavern 180. Hi, Sean Callahan with Robin Washett. We're continuing our conversation with Bryce and Trey McGowans uh, with their teammate Eduardo Andre. This segment is brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers on 56 and Pine Lake Road. Check out their new location they are going to dress Trey and Bryce this year, get them all suited up and ready to go for the basketball season. Um, make sure you check out Gary. It is a uh, an elite clothing store, one of a kind, not only in, in Lincoln, but the Midwest. They've got suits and selections, unlike you're going to find anywhere else um, around the around the area. So Gary Michaels Clothiers, 56 and Pine Lake Road. Eduardo, I wanted to ask you this as we um, pick this up. You've been all over the world. You've, you've mm-hmm. lived in London, Dallas. You mentioned all the places you've been to. You get to Nebraska. What was the the strangest cultural thing about Nebraska when you set foot in, in living in Lincoln in the state of Nebraska? I'd probably say the cornfields. Kind of, huh? it was kind of weird. It was kind of scary a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. And that's just basically driving on the interstate, probably yeah. from the Omaha airport to Lincoln. I mean, have you ventured past Lincoln at all? Um, or have you just stayed Lincoln to Omaha? I've I've been Lincoln to Omaha, but like I've kind of drove on like the little outskirts, so you kind of see them a little. Yeah, you see the little farmland. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. So in in London, I mean, you were you were right in the thick of it. So I mean, it was like yep. s- true city life there. Yep. So then in you the, go to Dallas. Yeah. True city. Then yep. were you in Phoenix at Compass Prep? I was I was in Chandler. Chandler. Okay. Yep. So that's hot though. I bet the heat was just crazy for yeah. you there. Yeah. <laughs> you stay inside. Yeah. There. Pretty much. AC. That's why that's why you came to Nebraska weighing like two twenty. Yeah. <laughs> lost all the weight in that Arizona heat. <laughs> Sweated off. Pretty right. much. All right. So, um, you know, you are one of the returners on last year's team. Yep. Uh, how do you how do you feel you performed last year, and what are you most looking forward to uh, with you know the squad and the names we have on this year's team? Uh, last year, as some some of you guys know, I had uh, COVID at the start of the year. I felt like I was rolling like uh, during like all the preseason stuff. Like I felt like I was getting I kept getting better every day. I kept improving and then I got hit with COVID and I felt like that just set me back like a hundred steps and I had to kind of like catch up again so it was kind of hard at the start when I got back um just getting back and then um coach ended up calling me and telling me um if I wanted to be on the scout team um so I ended up doing that um being on the scout team I felt like that helped me a lot it gave me a lot more reps um it allowed me to build more confidence in myself because I was pretty much allowed to do anything I wanted as long as it was uh, in the other team's offense. So so I was pretty good. And I knew most of their, uh, the other team's plays better than some of the players on our team. So it was so I had like a little bit of, of an advantage on um, defense. Um, so doing all of that really helped me, helped me build up my wind again. And I ended up, um, coach put me in, I think it was the Minnesota game. Um, and I knew the Minnesota plays pretty good too, so I was I, I feel like I did a pretty good job on defense. Um, I think I, I think my one of my first plays like I blocked someone. Um, I think I blocked the three, um, and then yeah, that got me kind of hyped up. And then we had a little run. Unfortunately, we didn't win that game, but like I felt like that was a really good turning point in my um, in the season. And then um, ever since then, I feel like I've. I was on I was on a little bit of a roll. I kept I feel like I kept getting better. Um I probably say the only thing I ran into a little bit was um foul trouble a little bit, so figuring out how not to foul and stuff like that. Um uh I had to figure it out as the season went on. Um but overall I think it went it it went it went pretty good. I was getting better every game. I say the only thing was we wasn't getting wins, but um, towards the end of the season, we started building up, and then we started competing a lot more. I felt like I had a, a big part to play in that, just kind of rallying everybody and being like, "Let's go." Mm-hmm. I know we snagged a couple wings too. That 
kind of build up morale as well. Yeah. Trey, I, I wanted to ask you, I know from the outside perspective, you know, like guys like me and, and a lot of fans really didn't know what to expect from Andre. Uh, just with the, the kind of the unknowns around, you know, him coming in, um, and the fact that you know he was set back with the COVID stuff. From your perspective, were you surprised with the impact that he made once he finally got his legs and, and his win back? I mean, because I don't just watching games on TV and, and you know here at PBA, there's some plays he made. We're like, whoa! I mean, this is a six foot ten guy that's you know leading the break on a <laughs> on a on a fast break and you know blocking shots and getting rebounds and making you know cut passes on on backdoor uh, you know actions. I mean that was that something that caught you by surprise, or was could you kind of see that element, uh, you know, during the practices that he had leading up to to his real impact? Um, I mean, like he said, I I kind of forgot about um he had gotten COVID and mm-hmm. how how good he was doing before, because he like got it so early. I for, mm-hmm. I thought he got it um, first one. Yeah, he was the first one. So like now that I think about it, like he he was. Oh my fault. You missed out of. You good? All right, but um. But yeah, like he he was in like the first like first group um a lot of times um last year before like pre before he got covid before anybody else. So I mean, just seeing that and then obviously covid like set him way back. But I feel like it just it just hurt him more kind of cuz he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um so it hurt him a lot more than it kind of hurt all us and you seen you well you saw how much it hurt us. So I mean, but like once he got out there's nothing he wasn't doing in practice. Um then I think him being on scout kind of helped him a lot because he had to play, like, a bunch of different people's um, roles. And, I mean, you know how many – the bigs we have in the Big Ten mm-hmm. um, and how good they are. Um, and then every scout, he got he has to be a different person. So, yeah. I, ultimately, I think it will help his game. Yeah, I mean, Ed, you got thrown into it, man. You, you came in and you're right in the middle of Big Ten play in a year where – some of the best big men in all of college basketball, you were seeing them on a nightly basis. Yep. And here you are a freshman trying to play catch up, you know, after that setback right out of the gates. I mean, obviously that was, I'm sure a learning experience for you, but at the same time, the fact that you played as well as you did against that level of competition, what did that do for your confidence and your belief in yourself that not only are you good enough to hold your own, but I mean, you, you have the potential to be right up there with any of those guys. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like I always put in enough work in my game, working out, like just being in the gym, to where I feel like I can compete with anybody on any level. I just have that much confidence in my game and my skill set. Uh, so I feel like confidence is never a problem with me. Sometimes it can be, you know, sometimes you get down a little bit, but most of the time I feel like I can go up against anybody. I never back down from anybody. I guess it's just kind of how I grew up with anything. Now looking ahead to this this next year, uh, I mean, there's a lot of new faces. You yeah. know, a lot of guys like you know Bryce and the, the 21 class that came in, and I think one of the biggest differences is the amount of shooting. I mean, you talked about yourself working on your game, and mm-hmm. you know even Will Helm to an extent. But as a big, when you have legitimate three point shooters like CJ, you know Lat, and uh, I mean obviously Kise, and uh, you know got Bryce and, and those types of guys. What does that do for you? I mean, when that spreads everything out defensively mm-hmm. and you're able to operate one-on-one, how much does that an advantage for you in, in elevating your game? Um, it it, it kind of makes me more of a playmaker. I feel like in this system, I, I'm, me, Derek, the bigs, yeah, Derek. we got to be more playmakers than um, maybe scorers and other things in the game. Um, so it really finding open people, um, looking for people to get their shots, really. Uh so, yeah, I feel like it's made me more of a better playmaker um, being with so many guys, and it makes things easier for me. Mm-hmm. Say I catch the ball in the post. I got people I can throw out to if I get doubled or anything. So, really, I'd be looking for passes more than anything, really. Yeah. What's been your impression of these new guys coming in, uh, in the front court particularly, like with Wilhelm and even Oleg? Uh, I mean, yeah. you got a couple guys that are doing this for the first time, just like you did a year ago. Yeah. Uh, w- what have you done to maybe kind of help their transition from going to high school to college? Yeah, shout out to Will, Oleg, cool kids, really good kids, um, really good guys. Um, so I'm trying to, I, I'll be trying to talk to them in practice. So speaking to them, helping them do the plays and stuff, kind of speaking to them how I would have wished someone spoke to me, like Derek kind of helped me out a little bit when I was a freshman. Just walking them through things, kind of telling them where to go, um, how to play things and stuff like that. I've been trying to do that. Um, 
I think Will, excellent player, great player, mm-hmm. spreads the floor, play four or five, knock down shots. Um, I only seen Oleg like, a couple times in practice, but when I seen him, like he's a big kid and he's inside. Yeah, I think he's gonna be really good. Um, Oleg, yeah. Yeah, I, with Oleg, he's a obviously an inter- international guy yeah. like you that's you know, going through a similar transition that yeah. that you just went through. I mean, yeah. have, have you tried to maybe? Offer up any any advice for just you know how to adjust to not only American basketball but more so American culture and Nebraska culture. Uh, I haven't really spoken to him like that, but um, I'd be kicking it with him, um, hang out with him a couple times. We be hanging out. I think me and him were the only ones that uh, were here during the break. So you know I'd be seeing him at the training table, give him a ride home and stuff when I can. Um, yeah, yeah, Oleg's a really cool kid. I think he's gonna be pretty good. Once again, this segment brought to you by Gary Michaels, Clothiers, uh, Eduardo. Thank you very much for uh, coming in here, and, and yep. we're going to keep you around. We're going to ha- have him involved in the mailbag. I'd like to bring in the guests in the mailbag segment, but when we come back on the show, we're going to be joined by Coach McGowns next. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court. With Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett of HuskerOnline.com. As you heard, our title sponsor of the show, Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill here in Lincoln, both on 30th and Yankee Hill. Check out both spots. But this particular segment of the show also brought to you by Slim Chickens. That's once again, has also become a, a favorite spot of the Nebraska basketball guys. Two locations of Slim Chickens on 14th and Pine Lake Road, right, right across from Costco, and then 84th and Old Cheney, um, right across from Lincoln Christian High School. Check out both of those Slim Chickens, Bill Hooks and his crew, uh, proud supporters, sponsors of Off Court. They've got chicken and waffles, wings. Um, what's that, Eduardo? They have a Slim Chicken in London. Uh, do they have a Slim Chicken in London? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. They might. Well, have to ask I'm Bill Hooks that. Yeah, maybe they're an international franchise. Don't know. They so, might be. Well, you got to get into Slim Chickens with I the think, guys. Yeah, I think I've seen, I, I seen somewhere and uh, they had the Slims in London. Well, there you go. We gotta we got we, we gotta get Bill back up here to yeah, bring some more food. But absolutely. let's welcome in our next guest, um, Bobby McGowns, the father of Trey and Bryce McGowns, um, joining us here on the program. Bobby, appreciate you taking some time away uh, to join us here on Off Court. It's been a pleasure to get a work with Trey and Bryce each of the last eight weeks here on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to be on the show. I'm extremely excited about this segment. Appreciate your pops. Uh, I'm I'm your namesake, the third. They so. do have a Slim Chicken in London. My bad. And Eduardo has confirmed we do have Slim Chickens yeah. in London, so we can take the show on the road and 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 have Slim Chicken on the road if we if we ever want to go to London. Yep. Global. But nah, um, like I said, um, I'm your namesake. You Junior. I'm the third. Um, kind of taught me and Bryce everything we know. Um, so I mean. Bryce, speak a little bit on it, but we appreciate you. Uh, you know, um, growing up, well, we'll start with you first. You know, you being um, a high-level, uh, you know, football player and basketball player uh, coming out of high school, uh, you know, regarded as one of the top players in the state in both sports. Um, you know, just talk about how, you know, you've grown – uh, you know, as a as a person, and you know how you are as a player at your young age. I uh, sure will, Bryce and Trey. First and foremost, I want to tell you, uh, Bryce and Trey, how extremely proud I am of you. You know, uh, many times we get compliments, my wife and I, about you know the way you conduct yourself and uh, and how personable you are and your humbling spirit. So I just wanted you to know on on air how proud I am of you. Um, and then secondly, I think from my upbringing, uh, being from Travis Red, South Carolina, um, and then moving to Anderson, South Carolina, I, I've always had that, that passion for sports. 
and uh, and it was something that almost came natural. Uh, you know, my brother and I competed uh, against each other, and then we started rec basketball at the Travis Red uh, Youth Association. We continued to get better and, and develop, and uh, it was just one of those things where we just took on the liking of basketball at an early age. And that's one of the sports that our parents would allow us to play. We were not allowed to play football uh, initially because my mom was concerned about us getting injured. So I didn't really start playing football until seventh grade. I was able to play rec football, and that's when we moved to Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, my dad being a Baptist pastor, you know, we moved to Anderson. He, he uh, became a, a pastor at Salem Baptist Church in Anderson, South Carolina. And then that was my first experience with football. And then from seventh grade to tenth grade, I, I didn't play any any more football, but I took it on again, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, and, and the rest is history with that. But just having that passion to, to, to work, to get better, I think I, I learned so many things about myself. You know, I learned so many things about life and being able to work with a team to be able to compete and understanding how hard it would be to get to that, that top level. And, and I was able to uh, obtain that. And, you know, uh, you know, adding on that, you know, having two sons, you know, playing uh, in the Big Ten, uh, what advice would you give, you know, other dads or father figures uh, that have – that sons have aspirations of playing at the highest level? I think uh, the biggest piece of advice I would give is just to make sure that, you know, they're working constantly. You know, if they're saying that they have goals and aspirations, first of all, get them to communicate what their goals are. And that's the thing with you two. You all always communicated, this is what I want to do. This is the level I want to play at. This is how good I want to be. This is where I want to be in terms of star ratings. This is where I want to be in terms of position. And you all worked at it. And I think as your father, I pushed you at it. You know, when you told me this is what you wanted to do, uh, we didn't make excuses. We didn't make exceptions. We, we made sure that if you say you want to do this, we're going to make sure we give you every opportunity, every resource, whether that be something financial, whether that be our time, whether that be making sure we provide transportation, just making sure you had every opportunity to, to reach your goals. So, you know, I guess it's extremely important that the parents uh, invest in, in their children. And I feel like your mom and I, invested in your goals and, and the rest that has come to fruition coach this is uh, robin washington here i just wanted to ask you as a former athlete that you know went through it yourself um when did you know that trey and bryce had high major potential that you know they 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 could potentially have the opportunity to go on and and play big 10 level basketball did, was it was it early on or was it something that maybe happened a little bit later after some work well, well both of their athletic clocks were very different you know, Trey, you know, just kind of start with him. Trey was a very talented, you know, rec player, very talented at the middle school level. Um, but his athleticism just took on a, a different level once he got to about 10th grade, between 10th and 11th grade, where he started to develop. Trey was a little strong um, middle school player where he was short, he was thin, you know, and that's your first child. So you just don't know. Uh, genetically, how much they're going to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, I'm 6'3", um, and I was 200 pounds in high school uh, and then picked on, put on weight in college and ended up playing at, playing receiver at 6'3", 220, uh, also basketball, and my wife's been around 5'9". You just never know how God is going to, you know, bless you in terms of not only the genetic part of the physical makeup but also the athletic part. But when he started growing, filling out, goes from maybe five, seven, five, eight in middle school and then starts to hit that growth spurt, starts to put on weight. He starts to jump out the gym. He starts to show a different burst. And so it's about 10th grade. I was like, man, this kid's got a chance if he continues to work. Um, and then with Trey, once he realized that, oh, I really want to do this, you know, he didn't, he didn't call me. Uh, or excuse me, I didn't have to call him and say, Trey, let's go to the gym. It was Trey pulling me to the gym, dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you rebound for me, Dad? Can you work me out? And, and the same kind of goes for Bryce. Uh, Bryce's, you know, ability level was a little different. Bryce was probably not as explosive, not as athletic, but Bryce just had a, a skill that was, you know, 
far past his his uh, his, his his time and his age. Um, so he was more advanced, and a, and a, a big part of that was because of Bryce. Excuse me, because of Trey. Trey pushed him to be the very best. Trey pushed him, made him compete, made him compete very hard. Um, did not make excuses. Did not take it easy on him. So Bryce is a lot more advanced in terms of that skill. Now, obviously, they both took very different paths to come to Nebraska with, with, with Trey coming here and Bryce following. I know that these guys have talked about the, the desire uh, to play together at the, at the college level and how much that meant to them you know, as brothers. From, from a family perspective, is that, was that something you guys maybe pushed to, to have Bryce follow Trey to Nebraska? And I guess what did that mean to you as a family for these guys to hook up and, and be able to play together um, at the highest you know collegiate level here in, in a couple months? To be honest with you, that is, that is something that just just happened. We, we did not push it because we knew that both of their paths were very different, and we wanted them to go to college for their reason, for the right reason. Whatever they ch- chose to get out of their college experience, we wanted that to be on a personal level. We wanted that to be personalized for them and not for it to be like a team decision. So when Trey decided to go to Nebraska, it was Trey's decision. He had uh, some, some great options, but he, he decided on Nebraska, and we fully supported that decision. And then when Bryce decommitted from Florida State, again, that was his decision, whether he decided to go to Nebraska, whether he uh, you know recommitted to Florida State or went to LSU or went to Georgia or went to Arizona or whatever. You know, that, that was Bryce's decision. So we tried to make sure that whatever that decision was, it was their decision. Well, Bobby, this has been a lot of fun, and we talked off air. We hopefully can get you up in studio um, during the basketball season. You'll be back in Lincoln a lot this year. So we'd love to get you up here as an in-studio guest and uh, get you some food from one of our proud sponsors of the show uh, and get a chance to do a more extended in-studio interview. But thank you so much again for your time. Thank you, and I appreciate everything you're doing in terms of uh, allowing them opportunities to get their story out there and then also to, to kind of give uh, Nebraska fans that opportunity to learn more about that basketball program, the players, the staff, et cetera. Well, Bobby McGowan's our guest here. The segment, once again, brought to you by Slim Chickens. And as we found out from Eduardo, they have a London location. Um, so, Slim Chickens, thanks for your uh, segment sponsorship here. We'll close the show with questions in the mailbag next. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan's. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Final segment here of Off Court. It's been a great show as Trey and Bryce are back and the Nebraska basketball players are back in town after their break. Uh, The segment of Off Court brought to you by A1 Automotive, located here in downtown Lincoln. They are local, honest mechanics. They have taken care of Trey. I'm sorry, Bryce. When Bryce had a car problem and got him in and out and got the problem diagnosed, Kendall has done great work for many, many years at A1 Automotive. Check them out here um, in downtown Lincoln as they do all your standard services on top of um, anything major that you might need done to your vehicle. That's A1 Automotive. Guys, it's time for the mailbag segment now on the show. And I wanted to ask you this first out of the gates, Eduardo, because you're joining us here. We talked about this. um, The Olympics just ended. You grew up in London, yeah. um, and, and the Olympic Games took place in London. Yeah. Uh, to, was it 2012? Yeah, 2012. So you had been a young pup at that time, but yeah. do you have any memories of the Olympics taking place right in your own uh, backyard? Yeah, so the cool thing about the Olympics is that it was right next to my house. Uh, so where I grew up, um, it was like a high rise. I grew up on the 15th floor. Um, so if you looked out the balcony, you can actually see the Olympic Stadium. It's like a 10-minute walk from my house. Um, so I ended up actually seeing everything. I seen uh, the Queen and everything, James Bond coming out the helicopter into the stadium. Yeah, it was a pretty cool, cool thing to see. Yeah. All right, Robin, what do you have in the mailbag here to lead things off? All right. Well, uh, obviously, we, Ed, you already kind of talked about this. I know we've talked about this before, but you know, how is Wilhelm Breidenbach? 
developed uh, over the last few months this summer? I know people were kind of curious about him coming off that knee injury. Uh, where where does he look right now as you guys kind of get back to work here next week? Um, from what I've seen so far, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be okay. He's 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 a pretty he's a skilled player. Um, he can knock down the three ball. He can take you off the bounce. Um, I ain't really seen too much back back to the basket stuff, but uh, he stretched the floor pretty good. Tall, lengthy, yeah. All right, and then Trey, you can start this one. This uh, real general, but so far over the last you know year and a half, whatever it may be, what, what's what's your best Doc Sadler story? Whether it be on the court, off the court, a uh, you know one of his trademark funny sayings or whatever. What's your favorite Doc story? Um. I'll probably say just him and Kobe, because, like, we, <laughs> we call Kobe. We see that on Twitter. Yeah, we call Kobe a little kid. <laughs> and, then we, and then everybody called Doc old, because, you know. So, like, Kobe and um, Doc always have their, their little jokes back and forth. So, um, for Doc's birthday, um, Kobe got him a, um, a walker. <laughs> no, he got oh, him yeah. a cane. And, and some diapers, right? And uh, um, some appendix. <laughs> yeah. So, hilarious. like, around the office sometimes um, – Doc walks around with it, but he gave it to Gase when Gase um, messed up his ankle. So Gase was walking around with the cane for a little while. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right, can you guys do a Doc impersonation? No, I can't do a Doc impersonation. Come on, come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's exactly that's right on. Right yeah, that's, that's, you got it. So here's a here's a doc story with Robin. Robin's been covering the team since '08, and for whatever reason, Doc just didn't know who Robin was when he started out. So he'd always call Robin boy instead of saying, "Hey, Robin." He's like, "What up, boy? What's up, boy?" <laughs> <laughs> it took him about three years to learn Robin's name. <laughs> well, you know what? He knows it now, so we're we're good. We're good, yeah, boy. All right. So, uh, you know, Bryce, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, now that fans are actually going to be in the stands this year who what arena or venue are you most looking forward to playing in this year besides pba to be personal i don't know uh yeah i'm not sure i'm just you know so there's some good ones in the big 10 but yeah. you're also going to state farm center in, in yeah, atlanta okay. yeah. you're going to nc state i know that they probably have lots of family at both of those yeah those two i thought you meant is it as like in the big 10 Oh yeah, anyone, okay, anyone yeah. on the schedule. Uh, State Farm and uh, NC State, just because we, you know, we know we're gonna have family uh, in attendance. So, yeah. And, and Eduardo, you did, we were talking with Trey about this before, but you know, last year you played in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. but there was nobody there. Yeah. Uh, any place that stands out to you, you know, whether it be one of those non-conference games or maybe a Big Ten game that you get to go back to. That um, now there's gonna be fans in the stands. Maybe, maybe will be a little bit more exciting for you. Um. Uh. All the hostile ones. I like playing the hostile arenas. Yeah. Which what, really what would be the most? Is Indiana or Michigan State? Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, when yeah. everybody's just heckling you, like, yeah, come on. Yeah. I mean, I is like Michigan considered guy. a hostile Big Ten environment? I mean, I know it's a great venue, but it's not a huge venue. Yeah, I've never been. Um, I know Illinois, when they're good, their, fan, their student section is right on the floor. Uh -huh. I mean, like, literally courtside. So. That has the opportunity. Indiana's the same way. They have a, a back to the basket. Uh, one of the back sections of the basket is the students are right there. So you know, I think there's, those are probably two of the ones that jump out. And then Wisconsin, you know, they can get a little bit unruly as well. But uh, And then obviously the, the Creighton game in Omaha, that, oh, that yeah. takes on a different level. So yeah. Yeah, Is Creighton on your guys' radar at all? Like you, None of you guys yeah. obviously grew up in, in Nebraska. You don't really know the history uh -huh. of the series. Um, Nebraska dominated Creighton for years. Like it was like a one-sided deal. And then uh -huh. Dana Altman, now the coach of Oregon, got to Creighton. And then this series flipped. And Nebraska's like only beat Creighton, what, twice since like 98? Yeah. And it, <laughs> but before that, Nebraska would win like every time. Yeah, they lost 10 in a row at one point. Oh, oh yeah, we, we play. We, we play. Uh, we're looking to flip it this year. Yeah. yeah. We play uh, Colorado, right? Colorado and Kansas State. Yeah, so Colorado's an exhibition game. You play them on Halloween, yes. I believe. And then Creighton comes the third game of the regular season. So they come here right out of the gate. Usually that game's in December. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm sure the fans will be raucous. I mean, so I mean, like, for the fans, that's a huge rivalry. And Wait, like, which one? Creighton. Uh -huh. Creighton. Oh, okay. like, like, easily the biggest rivalry, even more yeah. than any Big Ten team. I mean, do you guys 
get that sense? I mean, do, do, do like people talk about Crate and Game to, to you guys and their disdain for uh, you know that that matchup? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've had a couple people tell me as long as we beat Crane, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And the real rub with Nebraska fans is you you get you'll get Creighton um, basketball fans that cheer for Nebraska football, uh-huh. but then they'll boo Nebraska basketball. So yeah. like it's a real sensitive topic. Like either you're a full Nebraska fan or you're not, and then, but you can be a Creighton basketball fan and a Nebraska football fan. So th- there's there's like this weird dynamic where. Um, you know the fan base kind of goes back and forth. They call it. No, nah, we don't like that. We don't like people on the fence. The J, the Jaskers. All right. Pick a side. So uh, here's a, a food question a for you. Uh, there's. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Have you have any of you had a Runza yet? Do you know what a Runza? Is? I know yeah, what Runza is. No, Runza fine. Um, yeah. I ain't never. I've never ate there so far. But I've heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of like the staple of the state and obviously a big sponsor in Nebraska Athletics. So somebody wants to know, I guess the second part of that question, have you had Valentino's? Okay, yeah, I have Valentino's Pizza. Yes, yeah. the pizza place. Any, anybody else? No. Nah, <laughs> Valentino's the qu- have pasta. They have pasta They too, do right? both. Yeah, pasta. yeah, yeah. So the question was Runza or Valentino's, if you have to pick one. <laughs> Bryce, you can stay out of this. You haven't had either. Um... I've never really had Runza, but the people that I know have had Runza really like it. You got to choose from you. Just say Valentino's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like Valentino's Pizza either, though. I ain't going to lie. I'm more of a Pizza Hut guy myself. Pizza Hut. All right. Yeah. There you go. You need to get you some Lazari's. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm just say Runza just because the people I know who like Runza will probably say Runza. You Bryce, it. you're a picky eater, aren't you? Like, you're pretty, I mean, we, yeah, we, 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 I could say that. Yeah, I'm not Like, you like Hero 88. We've heard you talk about like, oh, yeah, the sushi, that's, the yeah, sushi that's spot right there. But I don't like sushi. You don't like so you go to Hero Eighty Eight for the Chinese food. Yeah, yeah I, get, I, get, I get yeah, same thing. Chicken fried rice yep. or something like that. Yeah, they, they got really good chicken fried yeah. rice there. So, I guess we we heard during recording here that you guys got a special item on the on the training table menu uh, coming up here on Saturday. Uh, Slurp Yes, yep. J- Jamaican style cuisine. Yep. Tell us what the best thing to get when you're going to get order Jamaican food. What is, what is the go to item? I, I've I've never. Had I'll it. admit I'm inexperienced <laughs> with. Jamaican cuisine. So, uh-huh. first timer goes up there at the counter. What what are the must things to get? Um, so they have um, they what it's it's actually not even Jamaican. It's actually more of like an African dish. They have jollof rice over there. The jollof rice is pretty good. So explain that. What is that? Um, it's like like a t- tomato based uh rice. So it's like mm. I don't know how to explain it. It's like just rice with hella. Sp- it's kind of like Spanish rice, but a little bit more flavorsome. Gotcha. You should probably try that. But, like, if you just want Jamaican food, you probably go with your rice and peas, your your jerk chicken, uh, plantains. Yeah. Very nice. All right, guys. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, it's good to have everybody back in Lincoln. Classes start Monday. We'll have another show again next week. Um, looking forward to it. Thanks again to our title sponsor of the show, Tanner Sports Bar and Grill and Tavern 180, as this concludes another edition of Off Court. Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.